Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers, covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. But today, we're talking about an app built with Xamarin that lets you administer your Microsoft 365 subscription. My name is Matt Sokup, and I'm joined today by a 100% Microsoft team, Rohit, Sanjana, and Sweeky. All right, Rohit, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the M365 admin app? Thanks, Matt. Uh, hope you are doing great and staying safe. Uh, I just want to thank you and uh, really appreciate for doing this podcast on Microsoft 365 admin mobile app. And thanks for having us here. So my name is Rohit Shivasta. Uh, I have an engineering background. I joined Microsoft about uh, 10 years back. Uh, I have worked on various applications starting my career with what we called Office Communicator. Uh, we did its first version of web. Then I moved to build some com shared components for Office apps. I had also worked on machine learning problems, especially in computer vision. Uh, so kind of diverse experience uh, working on different Microsoft tech. Uh, for last one year, I, along with my team, owns the charter for Microsoft 365 Admin Mobile App, which is available on both Android and iOS platform. So uh, coming to this app, uh, this has been built for admins to manage their MCS subscription from wherever they are. Uh, any user and with an admin role to uh, Microsoft 365 or Office 365 business subscription uh, will be able to use this app. Our goal uh, is to empower the admins to be productive uh, and happy through mobile experience. So if you are an admin who is usually on the go, then this app is for you. So there are quite interesting uh, features in the app, like uh, getting service health notification for your organization tenant, uh, creating support tickets, uh, resetting the password of user, which is like uh, one of the most used feature, assigning and uh, uh, assigning and managing the licenses, user and group management, and many more. And if someone is responsible for managing more than one online organization, uh, user can sign in uh, to multiple orgs and quickly switch between them and manage all those. So yeah, yeah. that's all about, I can briefly explain about this app. Yeah, the app is super cool. Um, I actually have a M365 subscription personally. It's a, it's a business M365 subscription and it's, you know, when I first downloaded the app, I was like, what can I actually do mobily <laughs> on the go for, for the subscription? And there's actually a ton. And you, and, and you hit on those great points is that resetting a user's password is something like somebody gets locked out. They're going to need to get back in right away. And you, you do it on the fly. They contact you and you can, and you can do it. Or if you need to, if somebody gets locked out, they can do it that way. Or, you know, billing questions and stuff of that nature. It's really, it's neat and it's totally useful and on the fly. And it's a, it's a good looking app. It works great. And so we'll, we'll dive, dive a little bit deeper into how, how everybody, how y'all built it. But I want to talk to Sinjana first. To um, you have an interesting story in that you were brand new to Xamarin when 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 we were upgrading the app. So, Sanjana, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the background? Sure, Matt. Uh, thank you. So, I joined Microsoft uh, 
a year back and I've been working with the admin mobile team for the past six months. Uh, my experience with Xamarin uh, so far has been quite delightful, I would say. Uh, so one good thing uh, about Xamarin is the shallow learning curve. So I remember when I had joined uh, this team six months back, I spent a few days going over the docs and our code base. And the very sa same week, I I was there writing code and creating UI for our app. So it was so good to see uh, things working well. And the fact I really love about Xamarin is how well it can be used for uh, uh, you know cross-platform development while providing the native user experience for all the platforms with its you know platform-specific uh, uh, elements. So. Also, the single application logic and the signal technology stack of Xamarin, C Sharp, and the .NET framework makes it uh, easier for app development with better usability and maintenance. Um, so, uh, since since I have joined, I have worked on a few features. Two of them have been quite big and challenging. So, where um, I work with a lot of uh, you know different controls and components uh, like. Uh, the swipe gesture, long press, uh, the web view, carousel view, and tap pages. So it has been a really great experience uh, so far uh, with a lot of learning, I would say. Uh, it's really cool. And I always like to hear about the story of people who are just getting into Xamarin and what they think about it. But Sweeky, you've been doing Xamarin for quite a while. And you actually have a pretty cool story about this app. Um, we were talking before. This app originally was from 2012. It was like the very first Xamarin app that Microsoft put out. But then it, you know, 2012, it needed a little upgrade when we when we uh, brought it up into the 2019, 2020, 2021 era. So, Suiki, you've been involved with helping upgrade it. So you can tell us a little bit about that story. Uh, yep, for sure. Um, so, uh, like you said, the original code base for this app uh, was pretty old. Uh, and one of the first things that we helped our, uh, help the team with was uh, actually upgrading the Xamarin Forms packages from, uh, I want to say Xamarin Forms 1 or 2, uh, just, you know, upgrading it all up to uh, the latest that Xamarin Forms, well, right now it's 5, but we helped them initially with getting up to Xamarin Forms 3, 4. Uh, so, um that was a really interesting uh, process. Upgrades are always uh, a tricky thing to do. Uh, so um, that's kind of where our team initially stepped in to help them out with, uh, you know, getting uh, the Xamarin stuff up to stuff. And I think that's actually a process that's still ongoing. Uh, just that it just speaks to, you know, um, the value of, you know, developing with Xamarin. Even though this app is so old, they're able to iterate, upgrade, and bring in all these amazing new features. And um, yeah, it was... Uh, pretty uh like excellent because not as part of the upgrade process we were also able to get them into the latest and greatest uh development tooling like azure devops and stuff so um yeah it's it's actually been really really awesome supporting this team and they're just doing amazing work so let's talk a little bit about the um the work that you're doing so the thing that i always find the most interesting about i always talk about it over and over again is authentication and obviously it's M365, which means Azure Active Directory and Rohit. So tell us a little bit about um, how you're doing um, logging in. So I'm guessing it's the Microsoft Authentication Library or MCEL. So how'd you guys do it? what did you think? what did you think? Was it hard? Was it easy? Give us a story. 
Yeah. So when we say, when we picked up this app again at that point of time, it was using very old custom libraries for authentication. And the first thing that we did was like to move to latest uh, authentication stack that we have from Microsoft, and that is uh, MSAL. Uh, Microsoft uh, uh, authentication library, and that's where we, all the fun started. Uh, we actually the the code that was written in the first place that was quite hard coupling was there. It was platform dependent, uh, uh, and once we use this NuGet package, we could all bring it to the same code base, uh, common code base, and shared library. And and with that, our authentication rates, uh, authentication success rate has actually uh, spiked. Uh, and right now we are at 98 to 99% and uh, and that thanks to msl.net team they have been fixing all our uh, fix all our bugs that we have reported uh, we we actively track those issues in the uh, in the production and and along with that what we have also done is we have actually integrated the once we had done the authentication work with msl we also integrated with microsoft intune sdk where uh, we can uh, we can provide all those uh, um, administrative uh, capabilities where uh, additional security can be provided to the admins where they can enforce uh, security guidelines for their organization like they have to encrypt the data uh, because given that this is an admin app it could be like it is very it has to be secure and we need uh, admins can take that decision like how much they want to uh, uh, how what all policies that they want to enforce so that they are confident with this app on the mobile apps or mobile devices and so a lot of mam policies we support like encrypting data enforcing pin uh, uh, we can also have uh, where like we can block the screenshots uh, cop- we can stop the co- copy to the clipboard so all those things could have been possible because of once we moved to MCL library, uh, which was not uh, we were able to do before with custom authentication stack on which we were. I did notice one thing when I did sign into the app is I do have the Microsoft Authenticator app installed as well. Is I actually didn't have to sign in. I didn't actually enter my password. It f- automatically flipped over to the Authenticator app and then flipped back and I was signed in. And so that's actually something that MCell can do for you, right? Um, you, you you can do that integration. Is that Am I right there? Yep. That is yeah. one thing which SSO is provided. So you have already signed in into a broker app that is could be Authenticator or a company portal and the same same session it can pick up from there it will just get the refresh token for those uh, from the broker and get another access token for this app so you don't really need to worry around that and that's where the whole beauty is yeah, that's really cool. And that's something that's relatively new with uh, MCL, I think within the last year or so. And you mentioned that the MCL.net team, they are amazing. Um, every now and then I will bug them too. And uh, they are so great. We should actually have them on the show as well. So cool. So Sanjana, I do believe that you're also working a little bit with the accessibility with the app. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, that's right, Matt. So uh, recently, uh, I've been working on uh, this interesting thing called accessibility. So we had to improve accessibility for some of our customers with uh, different needs and experiences. And uh, using the native uh, API provided by Xamarin for accessibility, uh, it became so much quicker for us. So uh, like we we have uh, Android accessibility and then uh, iOS accessibility. So uh, all these uh, uh, the native uh, features which are provided by Xamarin uh, makes it really easy uh, for us to achieve that. 
So, if I may interject, I'd also like to um, add that um, the Zarman Forms team has been very, very supportive and you know helping us out with you know fixing the accessibility story uh, for for the team um, and uh, Shane and uh, especially Rachel. Uh, just want to shout out to Rachel. She's putting out a blog post about, you know, uh, have uh, a blog post series of how to make more accessible apps with um, Xamarin. Um, I just wanted to um, sort of just like ask Sanjana, uh, like, uh, I know you've been like, we've been in these discussions. Do you want to just actually share the the bit of the journey on how you started and, you know, how easy or how difficult, uh, like the diff- the issues that you faced and how we were able to sort of overcome it uh, for the accessibility story? Sure, Sviki. So uh, I think a few of the challenges uh, that we faced were with uh, uh, the difference uh, uh, the difference in iOS and Android platforms. So we had to, uh, you know, make both the things work. So uh, there were uh, there were a few APIs uh, which the Xamarin team had provided us, like the set control type, the set focus. So all these things which we uh, got from them had been really useful for us. And also recently we added uh, something called as make announcement. So usually while activating a particular uh, component or uh, you know, say, uh, selecting a list item, we faced problems like it wasn't uh, dynamic enough. We had, it wasn't announcing whether, you know, the uh, the item has been activated. So uh, we use, uh, we made use of, uh, 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 and met- uh, we made use of a method called make announcement, uh, which was uh, pretty useful for us. So I think, yes, as you mentioned, Shane uh, and Rachel had been really helpful. So uh, we uh, we had set up weekly sync ups with them, and uh, they provided a lot of uh, uh, insights and help uh, with uh, uh, accessibility. Yes. Yeah, plus one to Sanjana, and really, uh, I think uh, they have helped us a lot. Uh, I will, anyone listening to this podcast, I will suggest them to go over their GitHub uh, page and look at the LI tools that they have created and a lot of issues that get resolved just going over those code, piece, code pieces. So really, uh, that is a very good reference point for anyone who's going to work on the accessibility. And accessibility is such an important topic because whether you realize it or not, many people have have needs. When 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 the other day I was looking at, uh, online for at a map, and we've just color coded like each state in in the, in the U.S. with um, varying rates of, of vaccinations, and it was various shades of red. And I couldn't make out whether <laughs> the difference between the lowest and the and the second lowest and the third lowest. And so that's an accessibility issue. And so it's it's such an important thing. And it comes in various ways that you don't even think about. So making your app useful and usable for everybody in your audience is so important. And it's something that we need to take into account from the very beginning of, of creating the application. All right. Talking about then the functionality of Xamarin Forms, um, Rohit, which version of Forms are, are you all using with the app? So uh, right now we are on 4.8 and trying to move to 5.0. Uh, we do use uh, Xamarin Essentials. Uh, and uh, uh, right now uh, we are getting blocked because of a couple of issues because, uh, since our app was not uh, supporting Forms app compact activity. And that we have recently solved that problem with help of uh, Xamarin team with Sweeky's help and all. And uh, that was the first 
goalpost for us. The next one is to move to 5.0. We are running into some issues with that, but hopefully that should be resolved very soon. All right. And so another thing that I noticed with the app is that it does send a lot of notifications, which as you would imagine for an administrative app, it would have to. And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess uh, you're using Azure notification hubs. Rohit, am I right there? Yeah, we love Azure Push Notification Hub. Uh, we use it for de- delivering the notifications. Actually, we have a backend service which app connects to. Uh, for First, we get the re- noti- push notification registration done from that. Uh, the service is responsible for that uh, maintaining the PNS handle for that user. And the same service, the backend service, listens to uh, uh, we have Azure Queue and Message Burst where our partner teams write their events. Uh, so just for example, service comm team that keep track of various uh, keep track of health of various services for their tenant, and uh, and whenever there there's any downtime, one of any of the services facing, they write an event to the queue, uh, which has details of the impact to the tenant, and we process that request and broadcast to uh, Azure Push Notification Hub, and that takes responsibility of delivering to uh, to the uh, to the to the end user. For example, like I will just give like in one of the recent Azure AD outages that happened, uh, we were able to notify our users with all the latest updates and uh, whenever like with when when the services would be going to restore. So th- that was a lot of help for the uh, end user to know like what is going on. Uh, similarly, we partner with uh, Commerce team as well, uh, which posts events related to uh, billing or subscription expiry. Uh, that we notify the user and help them to take required action and uh, uh, and take the right decisions. So we uh, we we try to help the users to stay up up to date with all the uh, all the uh, uh, new new updates and uh, uh, new uh, uh, what all is happening in their uh, tenant. Uh, so that is a really nice way of being connected to the users. So we also have a way of sending notification to particular set of users, like uh, like if they are facing any known issue, and we have a workaround for them to help. So we figure out like who all are facing that, and we have a capability to notify the users with suggestions so that they can go and self-help themselves. So like if any known issue they are hitting and we can suggest them some workaround, yeah, we do that. So overall, notification is the key, key scenario for admin app uh, where we want users to be duly informed and up to date with all the information that we can we have and then receiving the notifications on the app itself um, did you find any issues then um exper- hooking into the native functionalities of which libraries were you using and so like obviously a notification comes in with android there's actually specific android e things that you have to do so how was that implementing that between android and ios yeah, there was some bit of uh, application code was there, uh, platform-specific code, and that we were able to manage it very well. And uh, uh, we could show different type of notifications over there. We have like uh, uh, we receive the notification, and we can process a bit. Uh, we get few cycles in Android, and we try to get details for those notifications further. So all those things were quite smooth. And I think the Xamarin team actually Swiki has helped us a lot in building those components for us. So, yeah, uh, I think uh, notification overall, using this platform, uh, Azure Push Notification Hub, and as well as the Xamarin APIs, uh, this makes life very simple for us. Yeah, um, I was just going to 
you just stole the exact thought out of my uh, mind. Um, I was just going to ask, like, how did you find uh, the documentation, you know, uh, the content samples, etc., around trying to implement these first party SDKs provided by Azure into your app? So, um, like, maybe you or Sanjana can both speak to, um, you know, the support and how easy it was to sort of, you know, just look at the code and no, sorry, look at the samples and look at the documentation and sort of implement that into your app. Yeah, I guess there were a couple of videos that we watched and after that we were all like able to code it directly. So documentation wise, it is great. And even few sample, few uh, training videos are there and uh, those will actually give us full glimpse like what we need to do. You can understand like how tags work, how you can do the registration, or what all are different type of uh, ways of sending a notification, how you can go and build uh, expandable notifications, uh, different type of notifications that we can show to the user in the so all those things uh, i think i believe the 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 one thing that is stand out for xamarin uh, team is the documentation and the support that we get it is it could be for notifications it could be for say even re- recently we were doing this biometric auth that also the note, just we went over the uh, documentation and uh, we were able to get it working very soon so uh, i i think that is one very very uh, cool thing about xamarin that's so awesome to hear. I'm a documentation junkie, so it always makes me happy. Um, I wanted to ask Sanjana, we've had a couple of conversations just about, you know, uh, using Xamarin Essentials or just using a particular Xamarin Forms API. Um, I was just curious, do you want to share like how as a, as a person who's fairly new um, to the Xamarin land uh, and to mobile land also, I guess, um, how how was it for you as a new person just coming in, having to implement something, suppose in Xamarin Essentials, um, how did you find, you know, finding the documentation or finding, uh, you know, the videos or finding the 60 second, you know, video clip that David Ordenow posts, you know, for example, um, what was your sort of, you know, coming into this brand new, trying to implement something? How do you find our documentation and support? Yeah. Uh, yes, Vicky. So uh, I think the documentation has been really great. It, it has helped me a lot so far. So uh, on on the Xamarin Essentials, I was specifically using the behaviors library there for uh, uh, opening the browser links uh, in, in the web view uh, to, uh, to a browser instead of the in-app uh, uh, instead of opening it in app, it, it is supposed to redirect it to a browser. So that was uh, pertaining to this behaviors library that uh, Xamarin Essentials provides. So this is what um, I, I, I was particularly using uh, there uh, when I was working on the message center feature. And uh, I the, the sample apps which are there in the documentation, the videos which are there uh, uh, in, in all the Xamarin document documentations have been really helpful uh, for me so far. So yes, I I have uh, it's been it's been quite a smooth journey, uh, quite a smooth learning curve I would say uh, for me uh, with respect to Xamarin. That's really interesting that um, the videos have helped a lot because that's not something that traditionally you find in documentation, at least on the Microsoft side. And just knowing that. It might it inspires me to say, oh, we, maybe we do need more videos, just not on the Xamarin side, but over like even on Azure to put that in. And you are seeing it a little bit more, but maybe we should have that in everything since uh, it is proving to be helpful. So I'd be interested in knowing what our listeners also think about that. And Tweaky, you do say you're a documentation junkie. So what do you think? Just words or do you want videos too? Oh, I'm a TikTok learner, Matt. 
I'm a TikTok learner. I'm all about those 20 second videos to tell me what to do. So I will speak on behalf of the current generation. Yes, please, more videos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a TikTok learner. I'm not sure how. Yeah, I don't even know what TikTok is. So, all right, but yeah, I'll, I will tell people that we need 20 second videos for documentation and we'll see what we can come up with. I would just like to add one thing here. I think Vicky uh, is our go-to person, uh, you know, whenever we have some issues with Xamarin or, you know, we are able to find documentation. She, is, uh, she has the entire repo, I think. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Swiki has been really helpful uh, to us throughout. So, sweet. one thing that Swiki is always super passionate about is testing. And so, does the... <laughs> app have any testing? Swiki, have you enforced testing on this app yet? Uh, I guess before we probably give it over to Rohit, um, yes. So remember, I uh, just in the beginning of the conversation where we were talking about the upgrade process of the old code base to, you know, bringing them up to the new, um, to everything new, it, it did involve apart from just upgrading all the NuGet packages and dependencies, we did actually bump up a lot of the supporting tooling. So we did add a good uh, DevOps story. And yes, I did actually help them with some initial UI tests. And um, they do, if I may say, have a really robust uh, testing suite and it makes me really happy. Um, and yeah, Rohit, do you want to just like give some more you know, information on you know, uh, how that's implemented and how that's been helping your team? Yeah, we do use uh, UI automation uh, uh, for Xamarin uh, from from the Xamarin forms. And uh, one one thing that uh, after we have got a good coverage on UI automation, what we are doing next is like we are building a lot of unit tests now. So actually, as you know, that there's a lot of legacy code in the uh, in the app, and it is always tricky that we have to like whenever we make a change in those, we have to identify anything is going to break or not. So uh, I think that. Is the uh, that is the next step that we are taking, and we have actually created a framework for UTs and code coverage. And Swiki had helped us here, helped us a lot there. And uh, we are ensuring that now the what all new code that we are adding, that we are getting a proper coverage, and as well as like we are trying to get rid of the debt we had for the legacy code. So it's uh, UI automation plus unit test. So overall, we are seeing like how we can have a test-driven development for our app, and uh, that will make things much more simpler for any changes that we do in going forward in the app. Nice. And the testing is so important. And it's always, <laughs> I don't know, I've never written a unit test in my life. I always like to say it so may or may not be true. Every time we have this conversation, Matt, every single time. Every like time. Yeah. Like, Matt, are you writing tests? No, I am not. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if I want to be friends with you anymore, Matt. I know. I know what a unit test is, but <laughs> all right. So Rohit, one thing that I should have touched on before, but we didn't uh, during the authentication section was uh, Microsoft Graph. So this... Uh, I'm sure is super important to the app. So if you could tell our listeners what exactly Graph is and what you're using it for in the app, I'm, I'm always interested. Graph is super powerful. It's like the most powerful thing ever. So yeah, what is Graph and what are you using it for? Yeah, Graph is something which we uh, use day and day out. So everything, all the all the information that we get is from Graph. It, could it be the user list? Could it be uh, groups? So all those data is actually uh, stored in Graph. And Graph is all the knowledge base that Microsoft has. So we can use those Graph APIs and uh, 
graph APIs are kind of interface to the MS graph and a uh, uh, lo lot of data that we can get over there. Uh, it could be related to groups. It could be related to uh, even, uh, say, resources that, that uh, a tenant has and we 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 just like and that is not just one thing uh, we do connect to many other services as part of uh, administration like exchange uh, service com say uh, we do connect to commerce apis and how we have architected the app is like we route all these calls through common admin backend api so so our business logic is mostly present in the backend and in a way they were the mobile and the web uh, portal that we have can share those code, uh, can share that business logic. And this saves a lot of cost for us uh, with less development and maintenance. Uh, and that's where like all the, uh, we get all this uh, uh, knowledge base uh, around how the big bookings are going, calendar related details, uh, anything related to uh, threats that are going to, uh, threats that are pertaining to that tenant, uh, kind of anything related to Intune uh, management also goes through Graph. So it provides a ton of things. Uh, it's really, really useful. Uh, it has users, it has devices, people, meetings, message, all the information that Microsoft has is present in Graph. And one can go and uh, retrieve those information for their tenant. And if you've never seen Graph, we there's even a website out there where you can run like uh, test Graph queries against your tenant, and it's amazing. You can see like what people, what documents people have been using lately, like popular documents. Obviously, they have to be public documents, but I mean, there's so much information you can uh, retrieve from uh, Graph. It's it's such a <laughs> it's an amazing product. So. Yeah, it's definitely something to check out. And obviously, it's only limited to your tenant. You can't go, you know, just log into somebody else's tenant and see what the other people have been using. But yeah, super cool. So one thing I always like to talk about is what you're most proud of with the app. So Sanjana, can you tell us when, what you're most proud of working on with this app? You know, what makes you feel great at the end of the day? The, the first of all, the positive feedbacks uh, from the customers, uh, the delightful experience that experiences that they have with the app. I think uh, getting to know all of those and, you know, making the customers uh, happy is something uh, which I, I really work towards. So uh, whenever I'm developing a feature or I'm working on anything, uh, I, I think from a customer perspective, so if I am the customer, how, how will the experience be for me? And that's what I work towards. Uh, and uh, yes, the, the development, I think... Uh, uh, all the UI that I uh, UI and even the backend, everything that we develop, all the features. Uh, so it's it's really good to see uh, it, you know, working well and then going live. So that gives uh, you that trust and uh, that the happy feeling. It's always great to see that people appreciate the app and are using the app and are having a empowering experience with it and so yeah, that's that's super great and that's always something to feel really proud of and this is a great app and it is you can make you super productive with it so rohit same question over to you what what do you feel most proud about uh yeah if you ask me what i'm really proud of uh yeah i will i will just extend on what sanjana has said that we are really customer focused uh we love to talk to customers and i'm really proud that we listen to them and uh we actually we have a trend where uh, in 
like in every sprint or every month we pick up at least one item that is coming from customer feedback uh, we as a team actually read each and every review user post either through app stores or in app feedback and we res- do respond each and every feedback uh, actually we have one person in the team every week who goes over all the feedback and then we meet as a team once in a week and kind of like where they present the findings and then we take action plan out of that so this this also keeps us us as a team motivated where each and every engineer knows that what are the customer pain points and how their how their fixes are going to help them and that is actually a purpose and a joy in fixing those feedbacks uh, we do feel proud when we hear from customers that their pain point is addressed and how much we are responding to their queries and that makes them happy and in turn uh, that makes us happy so you can find this uh, like if you see uh, how it reflects uh, uh, customer obsession reflects in your app rating actually a uh, year back our app rating was actually nose diving uh, we were like kind of 3.5 on ios and maybe 4 4 on android but now we have much more improved listening to the customers sticking to the fundamentals uh, fixing those crashes uh, i mean our rating has gone up now and kind of like we have uh, like on Android, we are right now at 4.6 and on iOS, we are reaching 4.4. So this is all due to customer obsession and team finding the pride in doing that amazing work. I love that, that you look at the reviews all the time and you read them all the time and then you take action on it. And this is something that our listeners probably <laughs> get sick of me saying, but at Microsoft, we actually, we really do take um, customer feedback very seriously. And when you do leave it, you are talking to the people who create the product. And yeah, and that's so great that, that you're doing it. And it's, it's paying results when you see the app rating go up. So Sweeky, um, I'm going to ask this question, but in a little bit of a different format. <laughs> what did you like most working on the project? What, what was your favorite part actually working on this project? Oh, um. I like I actually love this team. Um it's it's one of I think our one of our best partnerships uh supporting this app. Uh number one because of the team and you've already heard it they're very passionate about the app and it's just uh awesome to see them work and strive towards making a better experience for their customers and um I also uh, appreciate the fact that this app is amazing in the sense that it it's a great cross section of Xamarin being used with a bunch of first party Azure services and just seeing them all work so well together, seeing the SDKs uh, work well with, you know, the Xamarin APIs and, um, making it easy for this team to you know to accomplish their mission of you know delivering the best customer experience that they can um, it's uh, if I may say a beautiful love story between Xamarin and first party support um, so it's uh, I I take pride that we are able to empower this team uh, to you know deliver the best version of the app um, and like I said um, it's an awesome bunch of team they have amazingly smart folks in there who are working very very hard to you know deliver this great experience and um, uh, yep I'm just uh, it's it's all our learning for us and hopefully we are you know continuing to provide them with the support to you know keep going in this amazing journey. This is the first time I ever heard an app described as a beautiful love story, which it hey is. Hey, man, I can do this, okay? I can, I'm great at, you know, finding these hidden, you know, ways to describe things. So, mm-hmm. yes, it is a beautiful love story. Yes, it is. 
All right. And so, as we always do, we like to end the podcast on the pick of the pod. And so, this can be whatever you want. It doesn't necessarily have to be a software library. It could be a TV show. It could be a some music that you're listening to. Whatever you want. And so, the pick of the pod. And I'll go first. And so, I just discovered this TV show. It's from the BBC. And it's called The Detectorists. And it's awesome. It stars Mackenzie Crook amongst um, other other folks. And Mackenzie, you may remember him as a Garth from the UK version of The Office. So it's a comedy, but it's also a little bit of a drama. It's all feel good. And it's like each season is only like six episodes. And what this is, is that they are metal detectorists. That's like the like they go around metal detecting. But it's more about you know their lives going on. So the metal detecting is just like a... It's a vehicle for the story, and it's so good. I mean, the problem is that there's only three seasons, and it's only like six episodes per season, and they're only like a half hour long. So you want to binge the whole thing at a time, but it's so good that you don't want to do it all at the same time. But um, I would definitely recommend to check check it out. It's on uh, Amazon Prime streaming, at least here in the States. I, I believe it'd probably be on elsewhere. I don't know for, for a fact, but yeah, it's called... The detectorists, because if you call them, it's an ongoing joke, because if you call them metal detectors, that's the thing you use. They're called the detectorists. Anyways, super cool. Uh, check it out. And so, Sweeky, what's your pick of the pod? My God, I was going to answer till I just realized, why, do I just draw like the short straw? Why is it that every time I'm on, you're watching some bizarro TV show, Matt? Like last time it was, it was one of those people who were doing woodworking or building weird. I, 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 uh, anyways. Um, Cause I'm bizarro. That's why. Yeah. I feel like I need to. Cause I'm not all writing unit tests. That's why. Yeah. See, this is the curse. You get stuck with bizarro TV shows. My God. I'm going to send you a list of things to watch, but I'm going to go against my usual trend. I'm going to share uh, a book that I've been reading. Well, it's a book series. It's an epic saga. Uh, so I'm a huge Brandon Sanderson fan. And um, I have just finished reading uh, the most recent book that came out as part of the Stormlight Archive. So this is epic fantasy. And um, it's called Rhythm of War. And it is an excellent, excellent book. And uh, 100% you know, recommend it. Um, and also, uh, just realizing we, we're going to get an international crowd with this, and I'm going to show off that I'm a proud Indian. I have been watching IPL. So that's the Indian Premier League. It's a cricket uh, you know, uh, event that happens every year. And I am 100% rooting for Mumbai Indians, as I always do. So that's my pick of the pod. That's awesome. And I, I do want to talk about the fantasy, the fantasy series book, because that's actually something... I would be interested in too, but we won't get into it because we have mm-hmm. to ask Rohit, what is your pick of the pod? So yeah, just similar to what Swiki mentioned, I think everyone here in our country is watching IPL as of now. Uh, but uh, apart from that, uh, one thing that comes to my mind is like I will I will spend this week. I'm spending actually some this week on going over uh, Xamarin Community t- Toolkit. So that was something uh, while watching uh, one of the stand-ups uh, last week I discovered and that there were really cool things that I found. Uh, custom tab view means that is something which we are thinking to uh, build in our app. Uh, how we can lazy load it. That was really like amazing thing. Uh, there was another another feature that I'm going to try out is search. That was like kind of where we are, we are triggering that search when that uh, user stops typing. And 
exactly the same problem we were discussing last last month where we have, we wanted to build it ourselves but given that now we have that in this uh, community toolkit probably we'll borrow it from there and borrow steel or adopt so we'll get it uh, and that's really amazing similarly i saw that pop-ups uh, like we are using currently rg plugins for pop-ups but uh, we'll certainly explore those toolkit for uh, those amazing pop-ups so kind of lot of gems that i found in that toolkit so that is something which i'm really going to spend my week so maybe not very interesting but yeah it will be like fun. No, that community toolkit is super interesting. It's amazing. And yeah, before anybody tries to go out and build anything themselves, check out that toolkit. They're always iterating. They keep on going with it. Um, yeah, it's so good. And we should do it. We should have them on Gerald and Brandon. And I'm this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the whole community doing it. I mean, it'd be a huge episode. But yep, yeah, Javier. It's, it's, yep, yep. Javier. Yeah, I mean, we forget everybody who's on it, but. Oh my gosh! So, Sanjana, what's your what's your pick of the pod? So mine is also similar to what Sweetie mentioned. It's uh, about a book uh, called "The Immortals of Meluha" uh, by Amish Tripathi. So it's a it's one of uh, it's the first book of a trilogy, and it's about uh, Shiva. He's a he is a man who is in who lives in the mountains with his tribe, and he's the destroyer of evil. So uh, yeah, they have a rivalry with uh, a, a force, a prakritis they call it, and then he goes ahead and saves uh, two communities. One is the Surya Vanshis, the other one is the Chandra Vanshis, who are the, who are arch enemies. So yeah, that's what I have been reading. So it's it's like a amalgam of mythology and fiction. So it's it's a great read, I say. These have been the best pick of the pod so far. Easy. All right. So I want to thank everybody here for joining. This has been a great podcast, learning about the Microsoft 365 administration app. And thank you again, Sweeky, Rohit, and Sanjana. And please join us next time on the Xamarin Podcast. <laughs>